Who the bloody hell's that? Come on, H. Oh, Anthony! How are we? I'm really well. How are you? <laughs> Come on in. I will do, thank you. Did that sound staged? Just a little bit. No, it's fine. fine, yeah. I'm going to embrace the whole lounge pant thing next time I put my University of New Hampshire lounge pants on. You should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Hello and welcome to chapter 36 of the Corona Diaries. Hooray! And and it's going to be slightly, slightly odd this week. We're recording in the week between Christmas and New Year. So those few days where nobody really has any clue what day it is or what time it is, um, we're, we're recording in that space. And because of that, I haven't got, I've just, I've just owned up, I fessed up to H, because mm. I haven't got a clue what we're going to talk about today. No, you're floundering, aren't you? I, I'm absolutely floundering. And the only thing we have a is a fish title. restaurant in. Not a fish restaurant, a fish reference. <laughs> We've got a fish <laughs> restaurant in early on. I bet there is a, a, a fish <laughs> restaurant called Floundering. Floundering about. <laughs> the, the only thing we've got is a title. Um, yes. That's the only thing. Because I happen to say uh, it'll be a bit loose with one hand in the Quality Street at all times. One hand in the Quality Street tin, you said. And I said, did that's, I, did a, I say that's tin? the perfect title for a one, podcast. Yes. So one hand in the Quality Street tin at all times, which we're now going to have to explain to anybody who doesn't know what Quality Street is. Well, it's their fault. Are we not explaining it? Are we leaving it out there as a bit of a... You have to even explain mince pies to the Americans, we discovered the other night, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, they ain't got a clue, have they? What a country. I know. I know. It's all right being able to put a man on the moon, but bloody hell. Yeah, and knowing the name of obscure baseball teams. Yeah. But, you know, not know what a mince pie is. Hello. Doesn't help me find your wallet, does it? It's not right, is it? It doesn't. It doesn't. No. <laughs> no. That's a bit of an in-joke. <laughs> We're not going to explain that one. Yeah, there's only about ten people on Earth who understand we'll, that. We'll, we'll get that. So, for those of you who don't know, Quality Street is um, it's an assortment of chocolate sweets. So, caramels and sort of flavoured sweets and what have you. And they go back donkeys. I mean, I mean, I remember Quality Street when I was a kid. And 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 that there was something that traditionally you buy at Christmas. So you, I mean, you can get them all year round, but you buy a tin of Quality Street at Christmas. And uh, and the alternative was a brand called, or was it, uh, uh, yeah, Roses, which you buy Cadbury's. So oh, one's by Roses, Nestle, yeah, good grief, yeah, which is Quality Street, and the other one is Roses by Cat by Cat. Which were you? Were you a Roses or a Quality Street? I oh, I don't I don't know. I think I was. Um, there were definitely Quality Street floating around because there used right. to be that um, green triangular one called Noisette. They did. They did. Which was probably the first French word I learned. It's um, probably the only one I know. <laughs> uh, so that was Quality Street. And I like those purple ones that had the Brazil nut inside. 
The big you know, purple the, one. The big purple one I like. Yeah. And I also like the strawberry cream one very much. Although right. you, if you could get hold of one of those when our Sue had been in the room, you were very, very lucky. Right. She likes the strawberry cream, does she? I gave up on them fairly early on. <laughs> right. Well, once I'd got sisters. Right. No what chance. If, what about Jill? What's she like? Jill, she was usually sunbathing or something. She was she was too busy to. Was she uh, too cool for quality street. Uh, she she'd be um, up on the up, up on the roof uh, with with a tin foil reflector. Um, she couldn't be concerning <laughs> herself with chocolate, doing her nails. <laughs> <laughs> I shall, I shall make a mental note that when we do the episode with your sisters, I'm going to ask about that. Oh, she'll murder me. I know, she's going to, she is going to. They are poised to let loose. Uh, they are just poised to let I loose, know. aren't they? I know. I and mean, I think I might have just lit the blue touch paper with that comment about Jelly. So, so I've opened the floodgate. It's all about to happen. Yeah. The dam is broken the dam is broken mm. anyway so we've got a title yes we we just haven't actually got any kind of content no as it well, stands let's just talk about stuff did you know um it was snowing here just a short while ago it stopped now but it, there was snow going past the window and i'm sitting up here in my high place at home uh, looking out of my um dormer window uh at a Christmas tree on the green, which is lit up, which is nice, and some kids playing football, which is uh, which is a nice thing to gaze out at. Hmm. And a grey sky, a wintry sort of grey afternoon, really. It, is the sky full? That phrase comes in when it's been snowing, doesn't it? Is it is it full of snow, the sky? I think it's sort of passed a bit, yeah. yeah. Because snowy sky can almost go pink, can't it? Sometimes? It can. It can, can almost go pink. Mauve or mauve. Mauve. Mauve, mauve or mauve colour. Um, a mauvais, as the French say. Il fait uh, mauvais. Only one of them was an anti, though. Yes, and none of them was a chocolate. No. Certainly not in the quality street tin. No, so, 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 yes, yes, that's what's been going on. That's what's going on even as I speak. And uh, we're, I, we're, Lynette and I are in the awkward phase now where, where Lynette has decided to stop drinking again, um, which, which just makes me depressed because I, I feel like I should support her morally with that. She's only leaving it till New Year's Eve. So that on New Year's Eve, it'll feel like an event when she has a drink. Right. Well, I would argue that having a drink feels like an event. Do you know what I, I think, mean? I, I think you're right. I, I'm going to let everybody into a little secret. Any that... time of day after about half past <laughs> ten in the morning. Well, well, well that, that's, that's part of the secret. I'm a, I'm a little and often person, so oh, I the... tend to have a glass of red wine pretty much most nights. Oh, Okay. When you said often, I thought you meant, you know, during the day. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and I don't need a, a, a brown paper bag around the bottle either. But um, 
So most evenings I will have, but I'm quite good in terms of very rarely before about seven in the evening. But I normally most evenings have a couple of glasses of red wine with my meal normally. Right. So I am I'm I'm like that. So I probably am over my quota mm. as far as whoever it is that says I can't. I'm not allowed more than you know a thimbleful. Mm. Um, but I am I am regular. They called me that when I joined the band. Did I tell what? you that? No. Thimbleful, they called me. Did they? Yeah, the boys. Yeah, because I was. They don't have to give me a thimbleful of drink, and I'd be staggering about giggling. So I've obviously grown used to drink. <laughs> <laughs> You've worked hard at it. I, I have, or other people have worked worked at it, uh, worked on me, in fact. Record company folk going, yeah, this is free, have another one of these. And we're going, oh, I don't mind if I do. Thank you. And bit by bit, Yeah, here well, I am. You, you were well brought up not to refuse anything when it was offered. Um, yes. I think that's true, apart from Sweets from Strange Men. Um, I failed on that front as well, actually, I think, in latter years. Well, we did start the episode talking about Quality Street, Tim. Yes, discussing Sweets with Strange Men, at least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> One hand in the Quality Street, Tim, at all times. <laughs> yeah, where's his other hand? That's what we <laughs> want to know. That's taken on a whole different <laughs> meaning now, hasn't it? <laughs> So the other thing we must... There's a couple of things we must talk about, actually, that have come to light. One, I'm just about to show you something. Yeah. Um, these these came a bit late. This um, works well on radio. Yeah, they're, they're, the couple of baubles. There's oh. one that says Anne, one that says Mr H. I don't know if you can read that. Wow, they're like that. snowmen. Yeah, they're snowmen, and they... Um, and they light and up. And they light up. No, you're joking. No, I'm being dead serious. Wow. So they, they came from Adele Amy. So they came all the way from Jersey, but they have they arrived, unfortunately, after I'd set up. Oh, and they do, a, they do a full-on light and a flashing light and then a normal. Oh. So I've got yours, so I'll, I'll, next time I see you, I'll get it to you. Oh, cheers, Adele. Uh, so Adele sent those. So apologies, they kept, but I think they deserve a bit of a shout-out. Mm. Um, you know, so... And for those I, who aren't aware, um, we... I... I, I opened the floodgates to baubles for um, the, the purple folk, for the patrons. Uh, so those baubles on the Christmas tree at Oxford, they all got sent to me and I brought them all down. So they came from all over the place um, and I brought them down and we dressed the tree before the event. And Adele's, unfortunately, didn't arrive in time, but we've got them here. And Adele, um, uh, Mr H has seen your bauble and I will get it to him in one piece. Um, in fact, he's seen both your baubles, Adele. Um <laughs> And, and we'll leave that there, one hand in the quality street tin at all times. Right. Um, I, think we should, I think we just lost age for a moment. He's laughing so much, his tooth's popped out. Um, <laughs> which, which brings us to Oxford, because I know we spoke a little bit about Oxford. He's gone again. I'll fill, I'll fill. We spoke a little bit about Oxford for the purple people because um, they, they, they got an extra bonus Christmas episode, but we haven't spoken oh, yeah. about it on the normal podcast. So oh. the live stream was a really special thing, wasn't it? It was absolutely lovely. It was, it was very well received, which was a relief. Um, there, was, there was what can only be described as an outpouring that followed it, really. Um, I, got, I got a tsunami of... Uh, of, of of messages from people all over the world just saying how it had kind of been special for them, how it had been really emotional. And it was emotional for me. You know, I, I, I 
I kind of didn't quite realise how upset I would get when I, when I read out the, the the little time of Bethlehem poem at the beginning. And then having done that, I didn't quite realise how upset I'd get doing across the universe off the back of it. Um, and it, it, it really un, it undid me for a while. It t- took me about five songs before... Um, before I'd really got my voice going, because when I get upset, my voice is always the first thing to go. So, not an ideal way to start a show in that sense, you know. In the in the uh, oh, isn't he a great singer? <laughs> <laughs> sense more of a like oh, thought he was a singer <laughs> sense, but um, but but I think I was forgiven by everybody because um, you know they all got upset too, and they they. they it's funny how, how being in tears can bring people together. <laughs> but but you know, I think there was a feeling of togetherness, the emotion of it. It was it was all pretty raw. Um Did you ask was... everybody else in the room? Because I know when when you when you were reading that and you were visibly getting upset. Um and i I must admit I found myself getting a little bit choked. Did you ask anybody else in the room? Because I didn't turn and look at anybody else at the, at that point in time. Well the thing about everybody else in the room was there was no PA. And so when I was just to and you'd got I'd you'd got, got, ears got in. in ears. Yeah. So you could hear what I was yeah. reading. I don't think yeah. anyone else had got a clue what I was doing most of the time. In in fact the the weirdest, the weirdest part of the show of all that I didn't realise, um, but I was talking to Lynette about it, she said, when you did Cage, there was just four minutes of silence because we couldn't hear the machine, we couldn't hear the backing track, and because you're only mumbling, we couldn't hear, you, we couldn't hear what you were doing either. So it just went quiet for four minutes. Uh, and then at, the, think, and then at the end you turned around and went, well, that went down like a bloody lead balloon, didn't it? Because none of us had clapped, and we didn't. Because we didn't even know it had ended or started. So um, I didn't. I didn't fully realise the extent to which the people in the church had got no clue what I was doing a lot of the time. You know? No, no. Did you learn to think you'd had a stroke or something? Just sat on your chair, like. <laughs> I don't think she concerns herself with with, with the vagaries of my persona. To be honest, I think yeah. she just rides rides with it now. You know, she just doesn't seem to. Perhaps I just wore her out. I, I did feel I really connected with vibes that night because I gave him the Wi-Fi code. It seemed to be seemed to be enough. Yeah, no, that's that's more than enough, I reckon. Yeah, yeah that seemed to work quite quite well. So yes, it was really good, wasn't it? It was really fantastic and. And as you say, a what an outpouring from everybody. Yeah, it was amazing, the feedback. You know, just about everybody. Well, it can't be everybody, can it? Because I sold um, sold a lot of tickets. Mm. I think think we did, what, 1,800 in the end. I didn't get 1,800 messages, so... No. um, Or I'd still be reading them. Mm. I mean, I am still reading them, to be honest. They They still keep coming in. Mm. But um, anyone who felt like they'd got access to me through through the uh, the Patreon platform uh, did send did send messages. It was lovely. Mm. No, very nice. What? Because um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk about whether it would be made available post event. 
Um, and I know you said something on the night to me about not on my life, but have you have have you have, have you changed your mind? Is there a possibility it might make it? Because it was all filmed, wasn't yeah. it? Everything was captured. I, I'm exploring it. I, I, I dropped in, in fact in bed last night. Uh, I dropped Tim Sidwell um, a text. Um, just just saying, night night. I love you. Yeah. Uh, but also asking whether there was you, you know any if he could just, give me. Just a visions of you and Tim in bed in a kind of Morecambe and Wise kind of <laughs> kind of setup. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. H, mistress, um, or Mr. H's mistress. Um, we, um, where was I? Anyway, I did say if he could, if he could think think about it and give me a quote for just going through it and re-editing it and tidying it up. I, th- I think. His live edit on the night wasn't half bad. Not, it was very good. Uh, so there might not be masses to do, depending on how much of a perfectionist he is. He, he might not feel that he needs to do much. Maybe just a couple of things that he felt he goofed on the night he could he could fix. Um, mm. And uh, and and then, but but that lead kind of led me on to the next. Um, what's the word? What's that thing when you kind of go? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of the word. Senility. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a lot. Um, it begins with a P. <laughs> Pontificate. <Not> Alzheimer's. <laughs> Alzheimer's. <laughs> you know, I've got a bit of a, a well quandary. There you go. Right, which <laughs> clearly <laughs> begins with a P. Silent P, is it? <laughs> Brings me on the next quandary. I heard a comedian years ago say said that the word quandary always sounds like um, a small car, you know, the new Vauxhall quandary. And so whenever I hear the word quandary now, I I, I envisage this little badge on the back <laughs> of on on <laughs> on the back of a little car. Some fuckers parked a quandary on the edge of our on that over our hard drive. Yeah, Nissan would probably do a quandary, wouldn't they? Yeah, Nissan would. Yeah, it's a Japanese Yeah, it is, it is. The new yeah. Nissan, Nissan Quandry. Quandry. Yeah. Or um, Renault, could be Renault. Anyway, I, I, Quandry was, was what, I, what I, I then had because um, I was thinking, well, would you want to, if you could make a d- DVD of that, would you want to release it as soon as humanly possible while it's still fresh in everybody's minds? Or, or would you just go? No, I'll hang on to it and stick it out next December when when it's a Christmassy sort of time. Mm. So, to be buying a Christmas DVD in February seems a bit odd. So, so you're thinking of building up the mystique. It's almost becoming something that you were either there or you weren't. But then further down the line, you weren't given the opportunity. Maybe that's that. That's what makes most sense rather mm. than hurrying it out and getting it out now while it's fresh in everyone's mind. And, you know, do you want to relive what what might in your mind be, be quite a precious Christmas memory and a, and a, and a, a decent close to a, a shit year? Do you want to relive that in February or, or do you want to forget all about it and then maybe re- be reminded of it the following Christmas? Mm. Could be nicer, couldn't it? 
Mm. I suppose if Tim's going to do some work on it, he's probably better to do the work while it's fresh for his perspective, but you could sit on the product, couldn't you? I could put it in the cellar like a, like a yes. fine wine or, or a dodgy wine that you're hoping will improve. Improve with time. Yes. Right. But in this case, a fine wine. We've established it's a fine wine. A fine wine that could, can only get finer. Yes. Nothing would be finer. Anyway, I won't carry on with that. No. <laughs> I've got an idea where it might end up. <laughs> and obviously one hand in the quality street tin <laughs> at all times. Um, I think I need to stop saying that because otherwise I'm going to start blurting it out yes. in normal everyday life. Rummaging in the quality street tin there. Well, it becomes a rummage, doesn't it? Very quickly. Very, yeah. very quickly indeed, yeah. We Are you always left with the coconut ones? Oh, I, I, I've never really got on with the toffees. I've never been a big one for the caramel. Right. Now, my gran used to like a caramel. My, Did she? My, when you passed a box of chocolates to my gran, she would always say, and I quote her now whenever, whenever chocolates go around, she, she'll say, I'll have four. And she'd she'd have four out of there. She wouldn't just have one and pass it. She'd like, I'll have four, and she'd help herself to four. And I do that now, and the chocolates go around. That's a, you can live you can live your life by that. Oh, the other thing I've started saying now because old people say it is, oh, I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> so when I when I go and visit Sophie now. <laughs> I make a point at some point during the visit. Of, oh, I'm having a lovely time because I feel like I've, you know, I'm getting old. I ought to be saying shit like that, right? And has that endeared you to your grandson in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> well, he did let me read him a story um, the uh, the last time. He actually sat on my knee and 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 let me let me leave through a book. Right. Which is a huge, huge. I mean, because just keeping him in the same room as me has been hard since I, since I first met him. He finds me absolutely terrifying. Hmm. So maybe the, uh, the 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 you know malevolent purple aura has softened hmm. to dark pink over the festive season. Oh, or maybe um, maybe she'd uh, she'd she'd put a bit of sherry in his milk. I don't know. <laughs> the latter. Well, <laughs> it's time well, of year for it. Yeah, well, if, you, if you're going to do it, might as well do it now. Which actually brings me to the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this, and, and it's, not, I suppose, it's not really a conversation; it's more something to say. Um, there's, we've built up a whole stack of um, extra content that the uh, that the patrons um, get access to. So, if you're on the purple aura tariff you get two extra podcasts a month there's a Q&A podcast which is the questions from the guest book and then we do this thing called the odds and sodcast which is kind of kind of like a looser version a looser if possible version of this and it, and it, that has some unpublished diary reading in it mm. so we've done Japan haven't we and we currently currently do a bit of a bit of Germany yeah uh, and you did and you did a reading from Christmas Carol in the Christmas one yes I did uh, yes. old Fezziwig. A bit of Fezziwig uh, dancing. Yes, which was very good. I, I really enjoyed that. So, mm-hmm. if you... Do you know what? 
it might be a good idea if you've not done it yet and you fancy trying this old purple lock there's actually there's a, a boatload of content on there now i think there must be at least a dozen probably more extra extra podcasts and they're all about 40 45 minutes long yes yes if you could wade through those you could wade through those you know and uh, and you could probably you could probably sign up for a month and wade through them all and mm. then you know uh, if you really thought it wasn't worth it you could let it lapse but you know if you thought it was good and we were doing a good job you could, you could keep going with it you could all you'd then also be eligible to the to the fabulous uh, enameled h lapel pin um Yes, yes. Which is uh, a bit like the Masonic handshake. It's a way of purple people letting yep. other purple people know that they have the that they are they're part of the brotherhood, sisterhood, and have the knowledge. And, and of course, there's been a slight update with the pins as well, simply because at the beginning you were losing money on the books and the and the what have you because you got the postage wrong, <laughs> and it now turns out that that. You should have been charging VAT on the postage for the pins and you haven't been. So you're now losing money on pretty much all of the TCD merch. Yes. As, as, a, direct, as a sole, sole director of a small, small business empire goes, I'm pretty shit. <laughs> uh, and it, it's arguable that uh, I might, might have to sell the house if, if, <laughs> <laughs> if I carry on at this rate. But bit bit by bit, we've got we've got some of the teething troubles out of it, right, um, right. and and what I thought might might end up being quite a healthy profit has dwindled <laughs> <laughs> to not much more than break even. But, you, but it's not about the money; it's, it's not about the vibe. No, it's just a bit of fun. I mean, um, what I've spent on kitchen roll alone. Well, I was, was going to say people out of business. Is that tax deductible? <laughs> Probably not. All that kitchen roll you're going through. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so it's been a learning curve, 2020, hasn't it? In so many ways, yeah. yeah. Especially regarding small, small business and tra- trading ventures. I, I, I think the, uh, I think the dragons are safe. Uh, <laughs> I can't see, I can't see them inviting me on to judge that. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear! I I should have thought when I, at the start of the year I should have said to you, look, let's let's do this podcast at the end of the year. You can probably put your profit on a postal order. <laughs> <laughs> probably about. <laughs> Don't know if that's vatable or vatable or not, but we'll you know we'll we'll see. Yeah, keep your voice down. If, if anyone finds out I've made any money, they'll take it off me immediately. <laughs> The vat man's going to be levitating out your window. He will. will. Like some form of Cyberman. Right. um, Go buy a balloon. One last question then before we go into a bit of diary reading, because actually we have managed to fill the allotted amount of time with literally nothing. With bugger all. (laughs) With literally no content there whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, It's it's like a Tesco mince pie. There's literally no filling to this whatsoever. Um, (laughs) um, So... Christmas then? Yes. What about it? Best thing you've watched over Christmas? Oh. Did you did you watch Liz? What the Queen? Yeah. 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 
she didn't actually do she didn't do that thing that was going around, did she? That meme which says, Where the fuck do I start? <laughs> no, she didn't. Um she and didn't that would say have been that. fantastic if she did. It done would that. have been hysterical, wouldn't it? Um but um, I mean it gosh. God. I mean, she kept it short. I yeah. think she thought what can I say that's good? There isn't yeah. much. Keep it short because, yeah. you know, the longer it gets, the you know, the more scope people are going to have to think, well, why hasn't she mentioned that then? And why yeah. hasn't she mentioned that? Um, so she did the right thing. She kept it She kept it short, bless her. It was, I thought it was a good speech. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Short is good. Yeah, and anything else that you've that you've watched that's oh, caught your eye? From the Any bit of Christmas telly? Watched upon your recommendation. I, we watched uh, the Christmas Car- the Muppets Christmas Carol once again. And thoroughly enjoyed that. Fantastic, fantastic. And um, and then Lynette has never seen Love Actually. Oh, uh, so so this is quite amusing. So yesterday. Um, she said, I'm going to watch Love Actually. And I said, well, have a lovely time. Um, because, you know, I'm not really that bothered about rom-coms or whatnot. And, and, but, but then I thought, my second thought was then, that's not good enough, Steve. You have to support your partner. And she does occasionally watch Match of the Day with me, mm. under sufferance. I mean, when I say occasionally, I mean not very often at all, and moans all the way through it. But, but she does. She does sometimes want to goes to sleep during it a lot. Um, so I thought, no, no, Steve, knuckle yep. down, knuckle down, yep. dig in, yeah, yep. and um, try and find Hugh Grant sexy. So I sat down on the sofa. And I found him sexier as Jeremy thought, to be honest. But but that's another thing. Um, so I sat down, and at that point, Vibes leapt into the room, whooping to say that his iPhone case had arrived at Argos, and could we go and collect it immediately? So um, we so we bundled into the car. I left Lynetta watching Love Actually. Um, we went to Sainsbury's in in Brackley. Got, he, he got his case, so he's very happy. We drove back, came through the door, and, and Vibes ran into the the front room to show Lin, Linetta his his new iPhone case. Um, she hadn't really heard us getting back, and um, it was in the middle of a sex scene, <laughs> so she panicked. Paused it and put the picture in frozen of these two naked people, <laughs> this girl riding this bloke. Um, <clears throat> and, and all I heard Vibes say, because I was still in the kitchen getting my boots off, I just heard him say, Well, looks like I've come back at an awkward time, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Well, why did you pause it? Why didn't you just press stop? She said, Well, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. And then I couldn't get it out of pause. <laughs> So um, <coughs> so after that, Love Actually went off because we decided right. it was unsuitable viewing for right. our, our boy. Uh, yes. I don't know why they called it Love Actually. They called it Shag Actually, really, because that's basically all they talk about as far as what bits I've seen. Right. And I'm very prudish, as you know. Indeed. <coughs> it's, it's, Not, yes, it's one of the things that comes across. <laughs> 
<laughs> Never having got out much. No, no, that as well. <laughs> well, I think I think we'll leave it there. Nice little, <laughs> nice little snippet into, into Hogarth family life over Christmas. Uh, I could just imagine Lynetta at that point. Oh, that's a great story. That's a great Poor story. Old vibes. I mean, he was neither. He was neither impressed or appalled, to be honest. <laughs> no. mm, awkward than that, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. What a fella. Right, <laughs> um, we've got a bit of diary and yeah. it's covering it's covering the story we've talked about. It's, it's your psychic breakfast episode. Psy- psychic breakfast in Berlin, yes. In Berlin. Yes. Um, so, described. Um, and as we've worked out, and as you've mentioned, you do name this person in the diary, but it's it's not her name, is that, it? No, I did make that name up. It's not her actual name. I felt a bit no. like I shouldn't be, you know, what's the word? I don't know if she'd be embarrassed, but if, you know, it's a private thing, really, and, yeah. and it's bad enough that I've gone pub- this public with it, really. Yeah. So, I, I, I didn't name her. Right. Has she been in touch since since it came out? In because surely she must know. Yeah, who knows? Um, maybe she's one of those forty six spirits that hover around me. Yeah, might find out in the new year. I've got my I've got my own club gig. It just sort of floats around. You know? <laughs> I don't know where they go with that. We'll leave that one. <laughs> right, let's 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 do a bit of diary, yeah, and then come up for a uh, come, come up for air and have a, uh, a TCD thirty six wrap after that. Let me take you to Berlin, people. Thursday, 17th of March, Berlin to Bonn Biscuitthaler. Rose at 8.30, showered and packed before going down to breakfast. It had lightly snowed. Sabina was sitting in reception. It felt like some kind of supernatural business meeting. Had breakfast, i.e. coffee, and let her talk. My name is Sabina Schmidt. I work in the Berlin TV studios. I'm actually a little famous myself here in Berlin. I now know about Marillion, but I wouldn't call myself a fan of your music particularly. I didn't come to the show last night. I would have found it difficult. When I was a little girl, I realised that I was in touch with the other side after my grandmother came into my bedroom sometime after she had passed away. This became normal for me, and I've been having psychic experiences my whole life. When I was quite young, I began having a vivid recurring dream about being with a man. I realised I had known this man in a former life, that he lived in a small town by the sea in the north of France. She told me the name of the town, but I can't remember it. Then, one day, when I was much older, about two years ago, I opened a magazine and saw a picture of the man I had been dreaming of all these years. It was you. The discovery that this person actually existed in the world was a profound shock, so much so that I became ill and had to go to hospital. I began trying to contact you. I sent many faxes and calls to your management office in the hope of meeting you 
and finding out if you knew about me. I always know where you are. When you tour the world, I can feel you move from one place to another. I tried to take all this in. It was nuts, and yet she didn't appear to be crazy in any way. I'm used to meeting eccentrics and neurotics, and she didn't fit the usual description. On she went. You don't like cats, do you? Sometimes you have trouble breathing. I know this because it also happens to me at the same time. We are connected, you see. You don't wear the colours red or blue, but you must. These colours would be very beneficial to you. There's so much more I need to tell you, and there's not enough time now. Perhaps you could visit me at my house, stay a while, and I can explain all this and I can explain all that has happened and continues to happen. I told her I'm not really in a position to do that. Busy, married with children, my wife certainly wouldn't want that. You have immense power, surely you know that. Immense spiritual power. You should explore it and learn how to use it to do good things. I can show you. I didn't know what to say to her. We soon ran out of time, and I wished her well and bye-bye. Some years later, I wrote Jeannie about her. I said, she says she's got so much to say, but she's not telling it today. She says, come back when you're alone, but I'm not sure I want to know, because maybe her road is a one-way street. I returned to my room and packed in something of a haze. It's St. Patrick's Day. This time last year, I was at Chateau Marouat in the Dordogne, living in my own medieval tower and writing Brave, and two years ago, Eastern America. Flew over to Cologne, chatting to John and perusing Dennis O'Regan's live shots of the town and country show. We were met at the airport by Nigel Hutchings, who had driven the minibus over. We're driving from here on air. Checked into the Ascot Hotel. Petra Zeitz had successfully carried out my request for room 104. It's almost completely filled with a huge chandelier and is my favourite. Took a walk over to Café Spets, an old haunt, drank cappuccino and wrote this. Set sail for the Bon Biscuit Hallow. Tonight's show is being broadcast live on SWF National Radio. Arrived to find Mark proclaiming that he had solved all of last night's software problems. Five minutes later, the Kurzweil K2000 broke down irreparably. It was past six o'clock and all the shops were closed. In the end, we did the show without half the samples. What looked on the face of it like a disaster was saved by the most incredible crowd who remained euphoric throughout. Priv had given me a much-needed prep talk before the show and assured me he could compensate for what was missing. Afterwards, he said it did sound good. We were all relieved, and once I could get to my feet, we drove back to the Ascot, showered, and were taken out by EMI to a Mexican restaurant down the road. Chattered to Ian, who said he's enjoying this tour more than the last one and to John Briley, EMI Marketing, who is in from England, and said he loved the show. Didn't get a chance to talk much to Kai, our German EMI project manager. 
He was at the other end of the table. Shame. Friday, 18th of March, Cologne, day off. Rose late, went out in the afternoon. It was cold and I haven't brought a coat, so I couldn't do much sightseeing. Went up the communications tower and was reminded of my trip up the CN Tower in Toronto. The elevator was made by Schindler, Schindler's Lift. Had hot chocolate and lemon meringue at the Dome Hotel Cafe opposite the cathedral. In the evening, Steve, Mark K and Nick B accompanied me to a Japanese restaurant where we had dinner with petrocytes from EMI. Drank industrial amounts of sake and beer and finished the evening at the Blue Shell Bar. Saturday, 19th of March, Hanover, Capital. Woke up not feeling great and clambered into the minibus, now suffering spurious electrical problems, where we drove somewhat haphazardly to Hanover via Bielefeld, where we were staying. At the show, we learned that the man who was to deliver the new K2000 from Frankfurt crashed his car on the autobahn and would, therefore, be a little late. Maybe our keyboards are haunted. The said machine eventually turned up and worked perfectly. The show was almost glitch-free and the crowd were once again ecstatic. After the show, I showered and signed autographs before driving back to Bielefeld, where a team of girls were turning hotel reception into a spice market. Drank too much again and went to bed. Sunday, 20th of March, Bielefeld, PC69. It was good to wake up in the show town and know I didn't have to travel today had a long lie-in and showered before wandering off to find a solarium. At this rate, I'll have a tan by the end of the tour. Borrowed Nick's coat for the walk round town. Left a note of support to TAFE, mild bass player from How We Live, on the Philip Boa tour posters in the PC69. Monday, 21st of March. Hamburg. Day off. Got up. Went to McDonald's, then checked out. It took around four hours to get to Hamburg and was late afternoon before we arrived. The minibus developed a fault with the automatic gearbox as we entered the city. When we went round to the rear doors to unload the luggage, the back of the vehicle was coated and dripping oil. Oh dear, another headache for Nick Belshaw. We checked into the Hotel Hafen, a hotel with a maritime character overlooking the docks. I have an affinity to all things nautical, which I think has its roots in the stories my father used to tell me when I was a child. I could see the docks from my hotel room window. It's still a thriving port, and you can't help but feel a sadness when you compare the bustle of ships, barges and tugs here to the emptiness of the Mersey and the Thames. It was raining outside, so I decided against a walk. Had a couple of beers in the bar with the crew who were enjoying the day off before getting ready to go to dinner at Hamburg's oldest Thai restaurant, about five years old by the look of it. We were treated to displays of traditional dancing while waiting interminably for the food to arrive. When it eventually did, it was excellent. I was having an evening off the sauce, so I drank tea and virgin cocktails. Arrived back around one and went to bed. 
And we're back. <laughs> and he's gone again. We are. We're back. We are. We're back. We're back. We're back. So here's the thing that is in the diary that you didn't come up when we did the weirdest things episode. Um, you didn't mention that you'd written Genie about that person and about that episode. Did I not? I, no, you didn't. I, no, you didn't. Well, I'm, I'm amazed that I didn't because, yeah, that's what that that's that was what I wrote Genie about, really. About um, I don't know the the the, the fear of going there, I suppose, mm. because she, she she told me she'd a lot more to say to me and she wanted to spend a lot more time with me. And she said that I had a lot of power that she could show me how to use, um, you know, if if I was willing to, to listen. And, you know, as I say, as I say in the lyric, you know, maybe her road is a one-way street. And I, I, I sometimes there's cans of worms you just don't want to open, mm. which you think, well... You don't know whether you, you. I don't know whether I regret not taking that further, but um, I don't think it would have done my marriage any good. No. Put it that way. Um, you know, you need a very understanding partner to agree for you to get on a plane back to Berlin to talk about being in spiritual contact with some 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 woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, and quite apart from that, I don't, I don't know. I'm a very torn person because I'm, you know, I was a scientist. I was an engineer when I was younger. And so there's a side of me which is very matter of fact. And then there's another side of me which which has experienced strange metaphysical shit. You know, I grew up in a haunted house. I've met a lot of very spirit, spiritual people who I've found extremely convincing um, over the years, and so my mind is 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 very very torn down the middle between um, you know being very closed and practical, and if you can't prove it in physics, it don't exist. And then I've got this other side of me that's going, yeah, but how do you explain that happening to you then? And how do you explain that happening to you? And there's quite a lot of what's happened to me that I can't explain. Um, so I, I sort of got a slight regret that I never I never allowed her any, any further towards me. And she obviously respected that because I haven't heard from her since. She, I think she just wanted to talk. I think what she most keenly wanted to know was whether I knew, yeah. whether I was feeling the, the connection because to her it was extremely obvious it had become part of her daily life. And I said, well, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to disappoint you, but, you know, no, no, you, you know, a lot of what you're telling me rings completely true, but it's not that I'm aware of it at my end. And I think that was probably all she needed to know. Mm. That probably allowed her that bit of closure, I guess. Yeah, scared of everything I am, scared of opening the can. Yeah. Might have taken all I can. 
uh, yeah. Well, the one thing that does make me think is because I've written it down ages ago to talk about, but we ought to explore a few lyrics in, in, in upcoming episodes. We ought to um, to to look at a few, pick a few songs, and actually explore a few lyrics because I did I did write that down as an idea ages ago, and then we never got round to it. There's there's no way from the lyrics of Genie that you could have got to that story, really, is there? Without knowing? No, I guess not. I mean, obviously, it's much more obvious to me because I know where it came from in the first yeah. place. But I can't. It's hard for me to imagine if you didn't know, then whether you could imagine where it might have come from. Um, maybe, maybe some of those things. Need explaining. Somebody wrote in about... Because, you know, I, I kind of diddled my way through this strange engine, didn't I, one episode? Mm. Yeah, right at the beginning. And I missed a bit out. And somebody wrote in and said, you missed that bit out? What was that bit about? And I can't remember which bit it was. I think it was this, the strange misty visions of God. It might have been that. Um, or maybe it was later on. I can't remember which bit I missed out, but maybe we'll have a look at that again. Yeah, I seem to remember that. I don't know if that was a Patreon comment or something else, but yeah, we'll we'll find it. We'll hmm. find it. Um, but we definitely ought to pick a few lyrics off and look at a few lyrics in the in the new year because there are lots that, as I say, that one you wouldn't know. You absolutely wouldn't be able to link that to to the story behind it. And there'll be others, uh, and that's that's the difficulty because for somebody looking. From the outside in, you don't know. You don't know if it's a collection of words that scan, or it is actually a real event. And I, I, I don't want to sound disingenuous by that, but some things will. You know, you've mentioned to me some things will. You know, it's just it was just some stuff. Um, yeah, you know, there's I, two sides to there's there's a sort of a there's the there's when I when I write words they're usually start as true things and then at some stage in the song you know as as you start working on a song then there's a craft element to it mm. where you will find maybe a, 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 a rhyme that's irresistible that you throw in or as you say um you find a, a line that really scans and that goes in and so the 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 in that sense that there's then a line between the truth and and a certain amount of fiction mm. finding its way in mm. and sometimes i mean sometimes and even the album we're writing at the moment um there's a lot of lyrics on the album we're writing at the moment that if you hear them you'll you know you'll think i'm in a certain place and a lot of those things were written 20 years ago when I was in a certain place that I'm really not in now. And that, that's, that's another thing. Songs can be quite misleading in the sense that you, you assume that, that, that someone singing a song is talking about where they are. But, you know, they're always talking about where they were because those songs are already old when you hear them. Yeah, uh, and and in my case, some of these lyrics have been floating around for decades, and just never found a good musical home. No, um, 
But I, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to explain. I'd be happy to explain quite a lot of them. And then there's there's one or two I'd probably plead Fifth Amendment on, just because I think they might be weaker for for being explained, and also it might it might it might be a betrayal of trust. But we'll we'll. We'll have a chat about that and work out what they're going to be, and we'll we'll explore that in the next in the next few episodes. And I think, do you know what? I, I think we're about there for thirty six. I think for an episode kind of knocked up between Christmas and New Year, <laughs> knocked in, up, knocked out, knocked out. This so, album so, was knocked out. We got a lot of flack for that. So we're in between J- Jason and the Argonauts, and <laughs> you know, Escape to Victory. It, it feels like that kind of episode. <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> Richard Burton and Roger Moore. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's the spiral of me on Zoom. Um, and and I know we all, well, we we need to say because he. Do you know, I've just realised that Roger Moore is like, you know, is like fuck more often, isn't it? <laughs> Yes. Has that ever occurred to you? <laughs> no, actually. That has never occurred to me in my life. <laughs> no, the, no. How do you get through life by being called Roger Moore? <laughs> That's properly hysterical. <laughs> we, are we the only two people on earth who have <laughs> never realised that? I, I think we might be. Oh, uh, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, it's a good job he never married somebody with the surname Gently and went double barrel. Um, but um, I think we are the only ones who've. I suppose that might have got him the part. Yeah, the saint wasn't it? That was his first sort of. That was his hero. first thing. Yeah, that's the wrong name for the saint, isn't it? He, just a bit. Yeah. yeah. Although yeah. he was a bit of a rogue, wasn't he? The saint. He used to raise well, that well, one eyebrow up at that halo. Now, was it the saint first or was it the persuaders? The saint was first. Was persuaders it? Persuaders was later with Tony Curtis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was much later. I bet they had a ball making that, hmm. him, and, him and Tony. They looked like they were just having a good like, like they knew it was shit really, but they were having a good time being paid quite a lot. That, that was the feeling I used to get off them. That's most of Roger Moore's career though, isn't it, really? Yeah. If we're being honest about it. You know, it's like he's winking at camera in everything he's done because he knows it's a little bit shit. Yeah, he didn't make that one great movie, did he, that most no. other people make in amongst all the rubbish ones. You know, yeah. like Michael Caine's made a lot of rubbish movies, but he's made a couple of corkers. Oh, he was you know. fantastic in Hannah and Her Sisters. Absolutely fantastic in that. Won the Oscar for that, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, in uh, Get Carter. Get Carter was and very he was good. Great in educating Rita. He was great in educating. He was very good in the Dark Knight trilogy. To be fair, right? I didn't in, see in, in that the ba- in the Batman movies, and they're all they're all worth watching. What he was great in uh, Italian Job, really, wasn't he? Well, he was he great was in the brilliant. Italian Job. You have ruined my toilet. I often say that <laughs> to Vibes when he bursts in on me. So Michael Caine, pretty much okay. There's some decent stuff in there. Quite quotable. Roger Moore, largely shit. <laughs> Hurt him. Don't kill him, just hurt him. I loved that as well. Some grey lines in the Italian job. Right. I think we ought to I think we ought to go there having <laughs> uh, Roger Moore's estate is gonna be on. 
<laughs> is it libel if you say it or is it slander? Which is slander if it's just spoken? Is that slander or libel? Slander, isn't it, if you just slander's say it? spoken, isn't it? Yeah, libel's right. written. Libel's a bit, a bit harder to sneak out of because right. the evidence is there. Remind, <laughs> remind me not to write it in the notes then. Stick to Quality Street, mate. You won't go street, far man. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, we need to we need to wish everybody Happy New Year before we go because it will be 2021 by the time they hear this. Okay. Should I do that then? I think you should. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope 2021 is... I mean, it can't be as shit as this one, can it? Um, but you never know. That's you what never, makes it so know. exciting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, all being well, hell will freeze over and it'll be a much better year. Um, right. So we wish you that with all our hearts, we, we hope to God this vaccine works. We've all had it and we can all get together in a room before the end of this coming year. And I I can almost taste the atmosphere that there's going to be in those in those shows when we, when we finally walk on stage and do them. And, and they'll, it'll almost be worth the wait. May the following people be remembered and always brought to mind. May the following people be remembered for being purple. So I must mention and Melissa Ewing But last of all and difficultest to pronounce is Joe Svetsevsky I'm going to try that again Is Joe Is Joe Svetsevsky Surtsevsky, is Joe Surtsevsky for all learners is in the wrong key. Thank you, everyone who went purple this year, which is a Everybody basically have a lovely 2021 if you possibly can. I certainly will if I possibly can because I'm a lucky bastard. Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.